Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello everyone. Today, we are going to be talking about the Summit of the Gods. Summit of the Gods. Also known by the original title, Le Summit de Dieu. Also known by the original title, Kamigami no Itadaki. Oh, the uh, the graphic novel. Yeah, the the manga. <laughs> the, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, manga. That's what they're called. <laughs> I think it's the same they're, thing. They're, they're the same thing. Just depends on the country they come from. It, I think. D- just depends <laughs> on who you want to get yelled at about it. <laughs> just a quick run through, and then we'll we'll like dive deep into it. It's. Mm-hmm. Essentially, a story about a a journalist, uh, Fukumachi, huh? yeah, mm-hmm. Fukumachi, um, who is a kind of like a Sports Illustrated, like climbing journalist. He takes really cool shots of places where you have to climb to get to them, and it's about a mystery that uh, surrounding a camera that has proof about the people that are currently claimed to be the first to reach the uh, summit at Mount Everest, mm-hmm. the camera could prove that there was a group that made it before them. And that would be history changing, you know, groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, so he becomes obsessed with this. And in becoming obsessed with this, he becomes obsessed with um, our other main character, Habu, who is just a, a legendary climber that can just, climb anything in the world yeah um and and that's that's the story it's a story of him unraveling the mystery of this camera and also kind of unraveling the mystery of this this unbelievable climber um who has faded into obscurity named habu mm-hmm. so yeah let's uh let's, pretty good let, synopsis let's dive in well you this was your suggestion um this week and when I read the synopsis, because it's on Netflix and they'll give you like a brief little synopsis. I read it and I was like, oh, this is going to be super boring. Um, it it that's, had that's the potential. I came, I came in thinking it was not going to be that good. And like, not that it was going to be bad, like just not was something I was not going to like. Um, and I was very surprised. It was a very, very good movie. Um, I was hooked and enthralled, I would say, the whole time. 100% from, from the very beginning to the very end I, I was paying attention and I was just loving everything about it the entire experience. it was really good it was really good I didn't think I'd like I didn't think I'd be that like into a movie that was literally it's just about climbing mountains I mean there's like morality stories and all that stuff but mostly it's just about like a dude who likes to climb mountains yeah, I think it, it basically comes down to a story about it's like man versus nature, you know, that classic mm-hmm. story in which nature usually comes out on top. And then there's uh, the story of just the ambition. There are like two different ambitions. There's the amb- ambition of Habu, who just wants to do all these climbs that no one has ever done. And he has this deep, yeah. deep hunger to keep climbing all these climbs that are very difficult and doing them during times mm-hmm. of year that are inclement um 
He only does and, it in winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he, he's always, he's like, I'm going to climb this, but I'm going to do it in the winter. And everyone's like, dude, you're crazy. You shouldn't do this. <laughs> but I think if, if I remember correctly, the point is that like m- almost all of these mountains that are around, like someone's climbed every single mountain in the world by this point. I mean, I think the, the film takes place in like, I want to say like the 80s, maybe you, you'd think that's right. Yeah. 80s or 90s. I would say. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not like present, but it's not like the 60s or something. Yeah. But like by then, almost all these mountains or all these mountains have been climbed so what they have to do is they have to like climb it in a special way like they climb it in winter they climb it without oxygen or um, they climb it alone it's all set off with that that one that you just said uh climbing alone it's uh because originally habu was like a part of a climbing group but he realized that having a climbing partner was only slowing him down and also no one was impressed by two men climbing a mountain they were only impressed by a solo climb yeah, and he's a real, he's a real, like, jerk about the whole thing, too. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there's a scene where the climbing group, they're, um, they're drinking in a bar, and they're like, oh, you know, if, if your partner falls, because your partner is attached to you when you're doing this mountain climbing, um, mm-hmm. if your partner falls, would you cut the line or would you try to save them? And everyone at the bar is like, yeah, I would try to save them. And then there's Habu, who's like, oh. I would not hesitate to cut the line. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, everyone's like, oh man, that's a tough decision. I'd have to think about it. You know what I mean? How hard they're, they're coming up with all these, like, well, how far did they fall down? Are they unconscious? All this stuff. And Hobbes just like, cut them immediately. <laughs> I'm not dying for this. Like he has the knife ready it for this, for the fake person already. Yeah. <laughs> but and understandably, everyone's weirded out. Definitely. Um, but, you know, that does, of course, come into play later in the film. Um, does. <laughs> no, it definitely does. <laughs> it does, and he doesn't. Yeah. He gets saved by, like, four seconds from being the worst person. For real. Uh, I was yeah. just like... Uh, because... So let's just talk about it. The, the scene is uh, there's this kid that idolizes him and he's always like, mm-hmm. Habu, take me for a climb, take me for a climb. And one day Habu's like, okay, I'll take you, kid. Um, and they go and they, you know, they're tied together. And of course, some, a little accident happens, kid slips and he is yeah. dangling over a cliff on the mountain, which makes it much more difficult for him to be pulled up. Yeah, like a sheer cliff, hundreds of feet, like in the air. Like there's, there's nothing he can do unless he climbs, like literally climbs up his own like rope. Yeah, and uh, th- this kid is is hanging um, like a rag doll, pretty much just in the air. And Habu just keeps on trying to reassure him that he's thinking of something, trying to do something. Uh, and then the kid just starts crying and apologizing. Uh, I think it's after like a day. Um, I, uh, yeah the the it, time the the time was unclear but it yeah. seems like they were hanging there for like a long time and the kid's injuries were also i think a little bit unclear because i felt like he like it looked like and the way he was like so weak as if he like broke his back yeah because it's, it's attached at your stomach so like if he falls when it when the line loses slack he's just snapping yeah yeah he goes gwen stacy on that he oh um, mm. 
Yeah, so he's probably yeah. just chilling there. But uh, so it, it ends up with uh, Habu taking his knife out, getting ready to cut this kid loose. Just, okay, uh, real life scenario, here it goes. But the kid, just four seconds before, like Tish said, decides to cut himself loose and yeah. he falls to his death. Um, but like throughout the movie, Habu like clearly feels terrible about the whole situation. So like he, I think in his mind, he had already made the decision to cut him loose. Yeah. And so he still had the guilt of ultimately making that decision. Yeah, because he, he had, I think if I remember correctly, he was already like apologizing under his breath to the kid like right before he was about to do it. And it, literally, if the kid had been slower, Habu would have just done it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's a it's an interesting movie where there's no there's no villain of this story. Uh, the, the The only villain is ambition, I guess, and nature. And nature. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, the cold is the only real like adversary that they have this whole time, like the weather. And and the hook is um, you know the mystery the mystery of everything um the the journalist unraveling things i think yeah because the the whole story well not the whole story but a large portion of the movie i would say probably like two-thirds takes place kind of in flashback scenes that are being uh narrated to the journalist from interviews that he's doing with people who knew habu throughout the years and like he meets someone he learns a little bit of the story and they point him to somebody else um, and it's not until later in the story that he actually kind of meets Habu and everything comes into the present of the story rather than just yeah, rehashing I, past. I, I I paused it when they met because I wanted to see it was it was an hour into this hour and a half movie that our two main characters finally got a chance to meet. Yeah, this this movie, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. And it wasn't that as far as movies go, especially nowadays, not that long. It felt so long. Part of that has to be on purpose, I feel like. Um, just because the, the what they're talking about. Uh, because, you know, it's survival situations every single time, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's not going to be always exciting. Sometimes it's literally just, just like there's a scene where he just sits on a cliff for many, many days and waiting to die or be rescued. One of the two. I think it was like three days and five hours or something like crazy like that yeah um he's on a mountainside and just getting whipped with wind he's just not wearing gloves and i the whole time yeah (laughs) i mean i'm not i'm not a mountaineer or anything like that you know what i mean i don't know what's going on in those mountains but you think like you know if you're if you're climbing the mountain in the frigid cold like maybe pack some gloves yeah and and it's not like he just didn't wear them while he was doing like dexterous stuff. It's like he just didn't have them because even when he's just like sitting there cold, he doesn't just go like, okay, let me just slip on some gloves real quick. Just uh, didn't bring any. Yeah. 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 I think did he lose his bag? No, he got back to his bag. So uh, yeah. He he did get back to his bag. I think his like granted, <laughs> pro- I think his hand was like broken or something. Yeah, no, he, he, he lost, did he, he broke like his hand and arm. His, yeah. Uh, and he, frostbite got two of his fingers yeah which is how uh our hero journalist our uh protagonist journalist spots him in the beginning because, yeah because there's a guy who's trying to pawn a camera to, to him 
he says no because he's like this is obviously a scam yeah um and then he sees this dude that was trying to pawn the camera getting beat up in an alley by a dude with three fingers on one hand and he was like oh there's only one person with three fingers that i know of there's only one (laughs) one japanese man that only has three fingers on one hand that could never happen anywhere else yeah it must be habu it's just hyper hyper fixation on (laughs) habu immediately (laughs) habu who hasn't been seen in almost a decade he just he really doubles down and i love that his boss is just like stop yeah it's it's not probably not him dude like Go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's literally a scene with the boss that's like, we haven't seen you in a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow he's not fired. Yeah. Overall, the, the animation on it. Oh, my goodness. It was good. It, 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 is, it was so weird to me, though. Something felt off, but not in a bad way. You know what I mean? It, it looked so different. It, it just felt to. so hyper-realistic for animation almost like like the like the scene where they're laying out all the uh contraptions they need for mountain climbing mm-hmm. all of that looked so real i mean obviously it still looks like an animation but it was like um that scene reminded me of like uh um the uh studio ghibli exactly. yeah and that that scene right there like just how it was all laid out yeah. and, like the very like popping realistic animation you know I don't know if this is, I, I don't know what the word is for it, but there was this old, like, and this is before um, the motion capture suits, you know, with the mm. little balls that they have yeah. now. Before that for video games and some movies, they had this technology and I don't, I can't think of what the word is, um, but it was basically just like a movie of a person. They would just capture the movies and then they would just like digitize that. Um, and it was just so weird but like so fluid because it was basically early motion capturing and that's what it that's what it kind of reminded me of uh, like like uh, they filmed someone actually performing the actions and then just yeah. animated right on top of it exactly yeah exactly that's what it that's what it kind of looked like sometimes um, yeah. but not, not for the faces though yeah um I, I can see that for a few of the climbing scenes it, i mean i feel like you have to if you're going to do something that maybe is like they're very intricate things it seems you have to do in order to scale a mountain who knew you have to like be very smart (laughs) with like how you're placing things and yeah and and honestly i think you know habu this super expert mountain climber impressive but the journalist dude was like keeping up that was good for him actually i uh i took I took note a note about that. Um, so the uh, when the journalist finally finds Habu, he's just like he's been isolated from the world and just camping out, I guess, um, yeah. at the base of Mount Everest. Yeah. Not quite sure why he waited until this very time, but you know it worked out really well for the journalist, so that's good. I um, think I think in the movie it's oh, explained permits. away in like a throwaway line that like he's been trying to get permits to get funding and all this but he's also just been like waiting for the perfect for the perfect season and the perfect weather because that, if it's off by like even a day he's screwed 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, they make a real point earlier in the movie uh, that he he's like, I wait for it to be a really nice day, then I go the next day because then it'll start to freeze over. And he has a whole explanation for how he yeah. chooses the day that he chooses. Anyway, so the, the journalist, he shows up and he's like, hey, um, I'm, I want to come with you for your, your epic scaling of Mount Everest. He's going to take the hardest um, way that you can, the hardest path you can to, yeah. to get to the summit of Mount Everest. Um, and Habu's like, get the fuck out, dude. Um, and journalist just sort of stalks him for a little bit until he leaves. And then they both go together and it's they go together in silence, like just not talking at all. Habu completely disrespectful until the journalist like proves that he can walk until he can proves that he can mountain climb a bit. It, it like it, it didn't seem like he showed him any kind of respect until like he saw that he was a capable mountaineer. Maybe I don't know. I think it was I think it was something else because I think one he didn't want to take him obviously because he was still like traumatized from that kid that, that kid that died. Yeah. So he was like, I'm not I'm not risking anyone else. But two, he like I think they made it a point where like the rules of what can be considered a solo climb because even though they're going together, if he makes it, it'll still be considered a solo climb. Is they have to be a like a certain distance apart. They can't talk to each other, no interaction, no helping. If one of them's going to die or get into a bad spot, like you just have to like leave them. So I think it was more so that than just anything else. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I might have missed that line then. Yeah. Um, also, I, I, Hub was also just, a, you know, a dick the whole, the whole movie, honestly, though. Like he only cares about mountain climbing and he's, he's willing to be like a jerk to anyone to, to get, I don't even know if he's like, well, it, it's weird. Cause it's like, does he want fame or does he want it for himself? And I think that's like one of the core things that the journalist is trying to figure out. Like what, why is, why would somebody put themselves in this situation? Like, is it just for the fame and the glory of being able to do it? Or is it some sort of like personal reason? Yeah. Yeah. And then they try to say something about like in the last couple lines just saying that it was a, a hunger pretty much and he he just had to do it there's, yeah they're basically like, like, I don't know. yeah they're just like yeah <laughs> he was a weird dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you expect mm. <laughs> um but yeah I guess, I guess we should talk about the ending so they you know they they met in the last 30 minutes and they had drama already and they're climbing mount everest journalist he has like a the journalist gets to a certain point where he starts to have migraines. And that was out of nowhere. I don't know if that was that explained some at some it, point. Or was that it was right before they they started to climb out Mount Everest. That third dude, the old guy, um, uh-huh. he was like, you know, at, at this level, you'll start to get migraines. He was like, mm-hmm. you can try to push through, but you're not Habu. Like you haven't trained for it. Like he has. You should start to turn around around that time. I missed that completely. Yeah, you know, it's fine. That's um, why I was super confused. I was like, what's going on with this guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what, like, there's a certain point where he's climbing, and then the screen will just turn into this, like, red black shit, just comes onto the screen really quick, like a flash of it. Um, and it's yeah. signifying that he's starting to get migraines. Um, when I thought that was a super cool way to show that. 
Um, it was a very stylized interpretation of like what what migraines were, which was very different from what every, anything else in the movie because everything else in the movie is like very grounded. I thought so. Very this grounded. was the first kind of like interpretive thing that they put in there. Yeah, it, and you know what? I I would even say that makes sense. So I I've been listening to uh, podcasts about survival and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know you get high high enough in the mountains, or you haven't had enough food. Plenty plenty of things can make you very loopy in the brain <laughs> yeah yeah and he i mean he but he he powered through for the first couple yeah yeah and then at some point habu had to save him even though habu said he wouldn't save anyone um so habu had to save him and then habu was just like listen i'm gonna keep going you go back to the base um maybe i'll see you down there yeah um and then spoiler alert he does not uh, see him down there. <laughs> no. Habu dies on his way up. I I was unclear of whether or not he made it to the summit. I think he made it to the summit and then he died on his way down. Mm, okay. Which kind of I if um the the picture the the camera that he has mm-hmm. that would prove that there was someone else that made it to the summit but then they died on the way back down you know it was kind of a parallel with that i felt like yeah or so it's supposed to be one one thing i didn't appreciate and it's not any it's not the animation's fault it's my fault so they're bundled up the whole movie or at least when they're doing the climbing stuff you know they're they're wearing appropriate other than sometimes gloves they're wearing appropriate clothing yeah. so you'd expect most of them to be covered up well, unfortunately they're both like you only see like this much of their face and they both have these like stubbly beards and they have the exact same stubble pattern. So I wasn't paying attention enough to the different colors of their, of their, like their coats. Very important. So un- unless, cause Habu has a short haircut and the journalist has a long haircut. So unless you're able to see their hair, I had no idea who, and who either of them was like half the time. So I was just like, is yeah, this, is this journal doing this badass thing, or is it Habu? Like, what's going yeah, when, on? When when the two are are climbing Everest, um, so both solo, um, it, it does get a little confusing. I mostly only figured it out because usually um, the journalists would like look ahead and he would see Habu up ahead. I'm like, okay, so Habu's the one that's ahead of him, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that it was it was it was way too it, it was way too difficult. And I was like, man just a little bit more paying attention i could have saw this it was just yeah but just just if i knew which one was wearing green which one was wearing red um but yeah so for voice acting did you watch the original french one or did you i I watched the english one i watched the english one too i tried watching the french one because i like to give sub or subs a chance um because sometimes like i said sometimes they're better but as soon as that french man or that French voice said that super Japanese name. I was like, I can't. Because I, to... I didn't know everyone in this. I didn't know everyone was going to be Japanese. And yeah. something about French, like a French dub of a Japanese. The, it's interesting, uh, right? Manga. It's yeah, it seems so strange because then I was like, well, I'll just watch it in Japanese. Maybe that'll be cool. Yeah. There's no Japanese dub. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Like this is a Japanese manga, and they didn't dub it in Japanese. That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. The um, 
the reach that manga really had manga and anime mm-hmm. have across the world now man like south america is huge on anime and manga well as they should be as they should i mean you know everyone should be i'm just saying it's it's everywhere like it, it does not it doesn't surprise me that much i guess that there's a it's an kind of an anime style film that is originally in french that doesn't have a japanese dub but yeah. it, it doesn't surprise me that much just because of the, the reach i guess it's just like yeah but it's it so, so weird so, though it was so weird to me that like, <laughs> okay, we'll dub it into chinese but we won't dub it into japanese like where most of the people that had it probably independently heard of this manga would likely live in japan you know especially yeah. since there was a from what i found out there was a live action adaptation of this movie really i didn't see i did couldn't, not see that couldn't find it anywhere i didn't look i didn't look super hard but i couldn't find it like because you know how when you google something yeah and you give it a page or two yeah you get a page or two but sometimes it'll just tell you like this is available on hulu this is available on so it's a nothing so i'm assuming that this was a low budget like b movie mm. maybe that's just kind of like obscure and lost in the sauce yeah well, this adaptations this was certainly not low budget it it was definitely it was seemed very beautiful very it seemed like they put a lot of money into this it was very it was very scenic like yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of those, if, a lot of them look like paintings that you could hang up on the walls, like the, the shots of the mountains, which makes me think like, maybe these are just actually shots of the mountains and they just like put them through a program real quick. Yeah, kind of like with know. the action. I don't know. It is truly, a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous film. I mean, as you would think you, it would be, it's, it's about, it's just about mountain climbing. That's all. Yeah, there's there's no like fantasy elements. There's no like crazy like subplot or anything like that. There's no, you know, the, the there's no B story really. It's yeah, just and, let's climb a mountain. And, and any drama that there is not contrived or anything, it's very mm-hmm. grounded. <laughs> it is. Yeah, nothing. Nothing seems like it couldn't happen. Like, in in fact, a lot of the problems that they run into are so mundane that it somehow makes it more frustrating. Yeah. Like the fact that they're, that this, these people are like not succeeding just because um, it got, it snowed just a slight bit more than they thought it would, or they just like, they, they got lost for maybe like an hour or something. And like that screwed them. Yeah. Uh, like literally um, all it takes is an hour or two behind schedule and you can get messed up depending on the mountain you're on for terrifying. sure terrifying yeah i mean nature nature is gonna be or be here much longer than humans will <laughs> not if i have anything to say about it <laughs> as you dump your recycling bin into your garbage can yeah. <laughs> take that mountain that's for my boy habu <laughs> habu um so in in the end he does end up getting the camera um Mm -hmm. from habu with a nice little note habu gets the last words of the film i think right as far as i can tell yeah i think yeah yeah because it's it's a it's a narration of him over the journalist like going back to his normal life yes yeah um i'm not sure if it's ever confirmed 
Did, did they confirm that those picture in those pictures that if they made it to the top of Everest or not? I don't I don't think it's ever I don't think it's confirmed in the movie. Um, obviously, this has like some somewhat um, real life uh, analogs, but like this this movie's very much a self contained universe because mm-hmm. um, Habu's not a real person, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I think it's, I don't think it's ever actually confirmed. And I think that's on purpose because at one point Habu, cause he's asking, you know, when he gives Habu the, when Habu gives him the camera, I was like, do you see it? Did he do it? And I was like, who cares? Does it matter? Like, yeah, I'm still going to do this. Like, yeah. Who cares who made it first? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's when like, that's the first hint of the overall like message of the movie of like it's not about anyone what anyone else is thinking like habu's i think doing this so that he can like say to himself yeah i could do this yeah he's the only person he's trying to prove that to yeah i think that that's a good way of saying it um yeah uh, this is just Habu was such an interesting character. I felt he, he he was such an asshole, but he was also like kind in his actions. He was very mean in his words, but kind in his actions. He was an he was an asshole, but like I think he was an asshole with good reason because like the the very nature of the hobby that he's that he he partakes in, which and if considering how dangerous it is it feels kind of insulting to even call it a hobby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just such, so dangerous. And I feel like he's always very upfront about how dangerous it is so that when things start going wrong and he has to like take care of it, like, because for people, you know, for normal people who have never been in that situation, it kind of makes us think of him as an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But he's probably just reacting as, someone would in that situation <laughs> yeah someone who doesn't want to die yeah he's yeah. just like um yeah i'd rather come back from this um adventure yeah yeah because he talked he tried to talk that that the kid who died he tried to talk him out of it a lot yeah and it yeah. wasn't until the kid said i'm gonna do it without you if you don't bring me with you um that Habu's like all right get in and that kid would have died in the first five minutes of that climb if he hadn't brought if he hadn't been with Habu. I think the real blame, the real blame <laughs> lies in this kid's sister. Yeah. She let him go. And she was just on their bike and she was like, oh, scaling the face of a mountain. What was he, like 14? I, I think it was called like the Demon's Wall or something. Yeah. Some some, some crazy mountain. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And was it in the winter? I think it was always in the winter yeah he's always doing it in the winter he's like yeah i'm climbing the demon's wall in the winter and this kid who's like never climbed a wall really before wants to join him for it yeah, he's like 14 or something <laughs> i was like a full-grown man yeah, i was a full-grown man who's like trained all of his life and this kid's like yeah i'll come yeah i mean so like from the moment that the kid that habu accepts this kid coming with him i kind of have feeling about what was going down because i was like i don't see them reaching the top of this mountain and having like a picnic well it was so early early in the movie and i was like oh they need conflict 
Uh-oh. Yeah. Something, something needs to end this first act. And it was that was what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the so overall? Because you know, we've talked about bits and pieces of the story. What did you think of the story like overall? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, we have been talking a lot about animation and other things. I thought it was a great story overall, but there were definitely parts that dragged and made it easy to not pay attention. It, um, yeah, so, it, like, because at the beginning we said we were yeah. hooked the whole time. We were hooked from the beginning to the end, but there are parts that just drag a bit too long that uh, could have could have probably been shorter. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It, the, the story was definitely, and I'm sure this was intentional, like we said, but it's a very slow burn movie. For sure. Um, at most, I think a lot of like the action bits happen like for five minutes, you know what I mean? And then it goes right back to us like just slowly climbing the mountain or Habu just like sweeping the floors of a, of a, of a, a sporting goods store now that he's like, you know, defeated or something, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's a very yeah. slow movie. If you if you really liked the energy brought by Berserk, you're gonna hate this movie. <laughs> it's a very no, yeah. It's it's a very like big shift. Very big. Um, it's it's ridiculously. <laughs> what what do you think of the story? So I thought I thought the story was really good. Um, I don't know what the how the original manga read. You know what I mean? I'm assuming it was right. a very faithful adaptation. Um, I, I imagine it wasn't, it couldn't have been very long um, unless there was, you know, additional characters that weren't, you know, maybe this is just a subset of that story. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I would be interested in reading it just to see what was different because I liked this a lot. And usually adaptations don't necessarily improve a story. Um, so it's it's possible that this is, such a good story because the source material is so good so i can only imagine how good the original source material might be um and i think the only thing that i had difficulty with was there was just like parts that were kind of it was kind of felt like there was a small section where it was like a montage of habu's life falling apart yeah or his rival, his rival was like getting more and more famous and Habu was like sinking. Yeah, well, he, I understand why it was in there, but I didn't, I stopped caring after the first couple, first couple bits of it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I get it. Let's move on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, the, there were, there were parts that could have been hastened a bit. Yeah, but I'm not, honestly. But altogether, it was a fantastic movie. It really Exactly. Was. Exactly. It was not so long of a movie that it's like you guys should have you guys should have definitely cut down on some of these bits. I think cut it. I th- I don't I can't think of really that many scenes that I'd be like you need to definitely get rid of those and it could have improved the story. Like sometimes you find those and they're glaringly obvious. Yeah. Here I don't think I don't think any of these like dragging scenes are so egregious that they needed to be removed for the betterment of the story. Hell no. It's just my, that's my ADDS. Yeah. Just like, okay, guys, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) A scale like one to 10, because we've watched a lot of these kind of movies. Um, 
how about you first tell me like on a scale of one to 10, which is a pretty arbitrary scale, what would you rate this movie? I would say a nine, a solid nine. Yeah, I, I get uh, I'm not going to give it, it like a, a perfect 10, but like it's definitely really good. 9.5. <laughs> I'd, I'd give it an eight, a solid eight. And that's high for me. Um, and then my second, would you watch this again? Like not soon, but like. Totally. Um, I would I would watch this again by myself, probably. And if I wanted to show someone some really cool animated film. That yeah, I, I, I would definitely watch this again, which I think is a hallmark of a great movie. Um of just, you know, even though I know exactly what's going to happen, I would not be disappointed to see this movie again. 100%. It, it might even bear repeating, even. Uh, it like it, mm-hmm. You sh- should watch it again. It, it's gorgeous. Um, and maybe we'll pick up on something on the second viewing. Yeah. Who knows? Like I said, it feels long, but it's not that long. It, it's an hour and a half. That It's like a standard animated film. It just drags because usually animated films they they fill with a lot more action music just energy this it slows it slows it down a bit for you it's a very it's a very quiet film yeah a lot of ambient noise yeah for sure which i think was to its to its credit um i think music like a lot of like big musical numbers or just too like epic of a soundtrack would have kind of detracted from the the atmosphere that this movie was trying to create of this this is an this is a very difficult and isolated like experience for these people um so how are you oh no you said eight yeah i would give it an eight maybe an eight and a half um definitely a solid movie um, I I found the, the yeah there the the reason it's not higher i think um is because it's just not the usual type of movies that i'm into and that's not its fault um yeah so despite it being not a movie that i would normally watch i still think it's a you know an amazing movie so those like that 1.5 to 2 points that's really just some self-improvement that you need to do not so much that the movie needs yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly that's that's just me being not a good person (laughs) uh closing thoughts Definitely go watch this movie. Um, I mean, it, it's great. It's it's nice to slow things down every once in a while, guys. Life moves too fast. Yeah, I would I would parrot that statement and also add that um, you should step out of your comfort zone more, like I did here. Just because you don't think you'll like a movie, give it a chance. Um, it it, w- you, it you'll probably be surprised. Yep, and Tej and I are probably going to keep on surprising each other. um okay so catch y'all next week later later (laughs) we hope you enjoyed this episode if you like what we have going on please subscribe to our channel you can also find us on instagram and twitter at that cartoon podcast here you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights if you have any film suggestions let us know on any of these platforms We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.